The Rewind 80s Mixtape Tour is coming to Melbourne. The stage show that performs all the greaties from the 80s. Saturday, August the 13th, Bunjil Place, Nary Warren. Get your tickets before they go-go or check out rewind80sband.com. show <laughs> how are you lovelies it's sammy and dallas i know you're listening to the 80s montage jay is still away looking for baby but that will happen <laughs> well we probably know by now but we're, we're filming we're doing two ep- oh sorry two episodes at once so we really don't know what's happening guys so we don't know whether the baby has been born or Da, 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 da. But I'm sure we'll see it on social media when it happens. We will. It's an any minute now kind of baby, it isn't is. it? It is. That's mm. right. Born under a Jupiter retrograde, which will be very interesting. A very interesting child. What star sign will it be? A Leo. Oh, of Same course. Same as Maddie. Mm. Yeah, and everyone else that's. Mm. Oh, Leos are great though because they're creative. There's the there's two type types of Leo and I've said this before. There's the Madonna Leo that's just like look at me, look at me, and and she was always amazing. Yeah. And then there's the introverted Leo that sort of just comes out of themselves on stage. Yes, and I that's know what, one of those. Yeah, Maddie's. <coughs> yeah. Or two. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's two different types. And I remember when I went to astrology school in the 90s, astrology school. I know, I know. Unbelievable. <laughs> there was no – yeah, exactly. I was like I couldn't tell anyone I was doing this, you know. You're going to astrology school? Um, so – and I – knowing Maddie and how quiet he is and then he comes out on stage, people think he's a lot more out there than what he is. Yeah. And uh, – but Madonna – is just all the time switched on, you know. Yeah, yeah. Who do you know that's a Leo? Oh, look, I've got a friend who does these really wild stage shows. Oh, yeah, like what's wild about them? Well, he just gets the audience extremely involved, runs around, takes most of his clothes off. I've known him to get behind a bar and brandish a knife and scare the bartender. What's brandish a knife? Like grab a knife and wave it around at the oh, audience. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's quite scary. Oh. But day to day, just the most super polite yeah. boy yeah. ever. Yeah, you wouldn't expect it. You wouldn't expect it at all. And I sort of thought, oh, you're, this is some sort of weird act. You know, you're just copying somebody, just being... I don't know, a bit disingenuous, but it's not that at all. No. It's just where you feel comfortable. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Did a bit of a, uh, what's his name from Stand and Deliver, the fucking 
um, what's the fucking band's name? I don't know. You know, stand and deliver oh. money. I what's his Adam name? Adam Ant. Adam Ant <laughs> came out on stage with a gun one night and started right. shooting it like a fucking nut job. Yeah. Adam Ant. Few people have done that. It's and a risky move these days. Look, it's, it's entertaining, <laughs> but I don't know whether it works anymore. No, I think um, I think now that would just empty a venue. Yeah, that's right. But yeah. no, Leos are out there and they will shine in different areas of their life. Yeah. Uh, which is always interesting. And how did we get onto the Leo thing? Oh, because of Jay's baby, yes. Yes, the baby. Oh my God, absolutely. So Maddie has just had his birthday last week. It was his birthday last week. And he's a Leo, so we went out for dinner. We haven't done it yet, but we will. And, you know, they're good guys. They're good people really. Yeah, my mother's a Leo. Oh, wow. But um, I don't know how Leo she really is. She's socially smart. Okay, so this is the thing about your parents. You can live out their star sign for them if they're not doing it properly. Both my parents are Aquarians, Mm -hmm. okay? Now, Aquarians all about free speech and doing everything out of the rules. My parents are more like Mm -hmm. Virgos. Everything has to be structured. Put in boxes, the time you get there has to be the time. <laughs> but Aquarians that's an age are, thing too, like, you know. Oh, they've always been like this yeah. since I was a baby and I think that's what's made me so, well, I'm just going to do music for 80 years, you know. Like yeah. I, I, okay. I really shouldn't be and what happens is, and I did bring this up with my teacher and I said, why are my parents not like what you're telling me? Free love, speech, fucking the age of Aquarius. You yeah, know, okay. it's all about yeah. rolling in the mud and getting finger fucked at a concert. Absolutely. You know, that's what yeah. it is. They're not doing that. Well, they might and have And she said, well, maybe you're living that uh-huh. out for them. They're pretty free life. though, your parents. They're pretty free. Well, you know, they say things. They, they do say things. That's the only thing. That's the only thing I <laughs> exactly. They don't hold back. They don't hold They've back. They've shouted at me across car parks oh. multiple times. <laughs> they don't care who's around. Oh uh, yeah, my dad. Oh. Hugest mouth. Like, you know, you don't know where that comes from. What would come yeah, definitely. Oh, um that is one thing that he can't we can't argue with. But we're gonna talk about women. And instruments again. Yes. And we're up to the fantastic band. You just play Talking Heads. Talking Heads. Yeah. Tina Weymouth, mm. were you a fan? I was a huge fan mm. and I'm now struggling to remember the name of the band that she was in after Talking Heads. Oh, that was the uh, Something Club. Yeah, it was a Something Club. Yeah. That's what I had and too. And, you know, we've played them before on the, mm, on the, um, the Go-Go Club, the mm. – Oh, my God. Now you've put me on the spot. I know the fucking name. Yeah, it'll come back later. Yeah, because sa- Mariah Carey sampled it. The Tom Tom Did Club. Tom Tom Club. That's it. I knew it was about a Tom. <laughs> yeah. No, great bass player. Yes, absolutely. And married to one of the other dudes. From Talking Heads. Okay. And they both did the Tom Tom Club together. Yeah, that's right. Right. Amazing bass player. Amazing bass player because that band was so sparse. Mm. Mm. And yeah, and the and the bass lines were really simple, but just very, very appropriate. Because I think a lot of bass players tend to um play a lot more than they should. Oh fucking <laughs> oath. Absolutely. And uh, and she just serves a song, you know, which is which is exactly what you're meant to be doing as a bass player. 
Absolutely. And this is post-punk again where Definitely. it's yep. very, you know, it's just simple and stylish where bass did get a little bit little bit harder. Like we had like level 42 and him singing and playing, <laughs> you know, and yeah. um, I would even say that bass players like Duran Duran and Spano Ballet were quite tasteful as well. Level 42 were amazing but yeah. people loved his slap and all that yeah. shit. Where the chicks were hard, solid players. Definitely. You know. But there are two types of bass players. Exactly. I know what you're saying. And I think the second type are guitarists that play bass. Yeah. They're out there. And you know why they play bass? Because fucking bass players take the night off and then you've got to get a fill-in and you can't find another bass player. So some guitarist goes, I'll play bass. Yeah. Peter used to play bass with us in Rewind oh, I 80s. do remember him doing that a mm. couple of times, yeah. Because I couldn't, if Timor was away or Glenn wasn't available, Glenn Impey, we oh, would yeah. get Peter to play bass and he was great at it. Yeah, really he was. Good. I think it's different in a cover band though. Yes. Because you don't uh, have the opportunity to wank all over someone's original song. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, they still try though. Oh, they yeah. do still try. Yeah. They try and outplay, oh, the song really needs it. And it's like there's um, a couple of things people will do but – I really like Talking Heads. I wouldn't have known years ago that there was a girl on bass. I really didn't trigger with okay. that. Okay, yeah. I did with like the Smashing Pumpkins but I was older, you know what I mean, and yeah. we, we are on an 80s show so we, yeah. we'll just bring up the Smashing Pumpkins. But this was the start of those girls really, wasn't it, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I think in the late 80s there, were, uh, there was Kim Deal in um, – Pixies. Yes. And I she, nearly put the Pixies in for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty great. Like she's she was incredible. And um but her style was very much influenced by these kinds of players. Yeah. You know, these more uh less funk players, more sort of um I don't know, just people that brought the great riffs, you know? Yeah. Mm. Thought about it and it wasn't well there are t- a couple of types of musicians, technical and then the feel musicians. Yeah. If you've got a bit of both, it's great. But when someone's got too much of one and not enough of the other, yeah. it becomes very see-through and like, oh, yeah, he's playing that because he can, you know. I've yeah, played with right. musos like that. I have too. And they're not very exciting. No, it's not exciting. No. And they overthink things and never actually settle. No, that's right. On anything either. Yeah. And a lot of the songs that we're going to play tonight do have a feeling of magic about them that – does come across with the musicians, especially the women that have been involved because we come from a different sort of zone as well. I want to be a bass player. I'm going to get into a band. Like, okay, how does that work? And then you get in the band and then a venue owner goes, but you're a girl, man. Fucking yeah. And then you put up with years of that shit. Yeah. And then you date a guy and then he feels inferior because you're better than him. You're that kind of – same old shit really. Oh, yeah, same old shit. Or you go to rehearsal and you come home and – Everyone's annoyed. Yeah, that's (laughs) right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the next one is one of my favourite women. I've brought her up many times. If you do know me, you do know that I love this woman. She was a keyboard player. She pretty much wrote everything. Prince loved her. She goes by the name of Jane Childs.
Jane Child. Wow, that was epic. Do you oh like God. Jane Child? Have you heard about no, it? No, you're going to have to educate me. Okay, that so is new to I'm me. I'm going to show you what she looks like. She fucking rocked my world as a kid. She brought a Fairlight, which is the keyboard, yeah. and she composed all this stuff herself. She plays guitar. She plays everything. And uh, I was right into this track. This was the track she had out. Um, I think it might have been might have been late 80s and she comes out with a nose ring and really long hair. She's from Toronto in Canada, so she's Canadian. Um, she's <laughs> only aged – she's only 55 now. So right. she was sort of the same age when I was watching her. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, it would have been late 80s because she would have only been 18, 19, 20 Amazing. tops playing this. And Prince – Fucking loved her. Yeah, I can imagine. But, it's got a very Prince oh, vibe to okay, it. Okay, so I'll just show you a photo here, babe. You'll you'll know her when you see it. Can you see that? I can see it. Yeah. That's some pretty rad hair. Yeah. So she <laughs> had the big stick-up hair yeah. with the nose chain and the huge long plaits. And they were long. They were down to her ankles. And came out and danced and played this amazing stuff and then wrote a song called I Don't Want to Fall in Love, which at that time was I just resonated with. It was like, yeah, yeah me either. Right. Fuck this shit. <laughs> Too much effort. So and that track you played, she's playing keyboards in that. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was great. So she had – she still – I think she still puts out records now. I buy everything she puts out. Yeah. Uh, um, I love women keyboard players as well and I love – the sounds they create and she was always in the studio doing her own stuff and that's why Prince loved her because he wouldn't have had to do anything with her. Yeah. But I don't think she ever went the Prince route. It's interesting. I don't think people really understand what keyboard players do. No, they don't. I think that they assume that they just switch on a keyboard and then goes, doof, doof, the doof, sound doof, comes doof, out doof, 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 doof. and yeah, they just right. play some a melody or a chord or both or whatever. But it's all about making sounds. It's Exactly. It's it's starting off with nothing and making something really unique. And that that was huge and monstrous and, and really multi layered yeah, production. Yeah. That's right. And um Jimmy Jam I think produced a lot of her twelve inches. So I used to go through the clubs with these twelve inches of Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. I'm pretty sure it was them that did I Don't Want to Fall in Love. They did Welcome to the Real World and a few other songs. Um, but this stuff is tough. She's got such an incredible voice as well. Yeah. And just had this look about it that we hadn't seen in a while. We hadn't seen the – because you late, late 80s, you're starting to get into the 90s fashion of the blonde hair and the yeah. boob tubes and stuff where this chick was from a different planet. Yeah, she's looking more like Wendy O. Williams or, you know, those yeah. earlier punk chicks. Like it looks really from, great. Absolutely. So always loved her, incredible songwriter, incredible producer and brought a Fairlight, which would have been thousands oh my of God. dollars. Yeah. That, you know what I mean? They were just out, I think. I don't think they'd been out for very long. Yeah, the price of the house back then. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I know that she married a producer, I think, but I don't really look into her private life so much. But um, what a song and just so Scorpio, you know, like yeah, I don't <laughs> want to fall in love, you know, that kind of vibe. But, yeah, so we had to mention the old Jane Child. Brilliant. 
love it. If you get to hear her albums, they're all on Spotify. Yeah. They really, like the third album, the second album, sorry, Here and Here Not Now, Here Not There, is very guitar. She's on the guitar, so it's very guitar, rock guitar-y. Okay. And it's in your face. It's so full on. Yeah. And then Surge is a little bit R&B with a little bit of hip-hop and, and then there's this great, Fucking melodic. I've actually got to play you a track off Surge and see yeah, what you think do it. of it. So this mm. track you played before is this? This mid, was a debut. Mid, mid to oh, so so mid eighties. Oh no, like late eighties. Late eighties. Because she was only a little bit older than okay. me. So oh, yeah, she would have yeah. been a baby. Yeah, she would have. Mm. That's a lot of confidence for a young girl. Oh my god. Incredible yeah. and we loved it. Now we must mention our girl that's woman of the year really and the first woman to, woman to uh, have a hit single with her own written song which was Kate Bush well, in the UK. Yes. And she is woman oh, of the year. <laughs> Wuthering Heights. But I've got another Kate Bush track because I know you've heard Running Up That Hill but you can't hear enough of Running Up That Hill but – I thought I'd do another track of Kate because we do have to mention her because, look, everyone's Kate crazy at the moment. Yes. But Kate was also a fucking huge front runner when it came to women writing their own music and releasing their own tracks. And controlling their own image. Exactly. She did an amazing job at she that. Did. Of she, she did. She did. Costumes, she was choreography, she was the whole work. She was her own stage show, like oh. I say to everyone, absolutely. Yeah. And writing about stuff no one else was writing about. Yeah. I mean, this was literary, you know. It wasn't just, um, my boyfriend left me, I'm <laughs> sad. I don't have a vagina anymore. Yeah, that's right. No, it wasn't. She wrote about it. When we do have a Kate Bush special, guys, I think it was about five shows back where we did Katie Katie of the 80s and we did all her songs. We did look at Hammer Horror and stuff like that in the 70s because I love that. Jay and I both love that. Mm. But um, I'm going to play this track which is fantastic. It's called Suspended in Gaffer. Out in the garden there's half of heaven And we're only bluffing We're not ones for busting through walls But they've told us unless we can prove That we're doing it, we can't have it all He's gonna wangle away to get out of the cheese And excuse him to witness your talk when he's called But they've told us unless we can prove That we're doing it, we can't have it all Oh, my God. Isn't it just so much information for that year? <laughs> That's something. 2nd of November 1982. So quirky. Yes. Suspended in gaffer. Now, do you think she got that from a band member going, hey, Kate, do you have any gaffer? <laughs> got any gaffer? Well, there's a lot of gaffer talk in a band. Was there? Yeah, well, that's right. Right. It's very, very cute from um, – 
album The Dreaming, which was 1982. So this is way before rolling up that road, that kind of stuff. But we got to mention Kate because she's the woman of the year. Yeah. With Stranger Things promoting the track and becoming a character on the on the on the the show. Um, and everyone's Kate crazy, and the more you look into her music, the more exciting it gets. You know, even me, I've I've looked back to a lot of her stuff just recently, and you just go, oh God, remember when musicians were musicians? And yes, they thought differently, and yeah, didn't wear shoes and eat beans and rice for dinner because they couldn't afford to fucking feed themselves. Oh God, it was a special time. It was a really special time, and. The creativity was really high. What's the food? Because, uh, there was, you know, yes. because people could be creative. Mm. There was more scope for that in the industry. Now there was. It's pretty strangled now. Like you, you know, you wouldn't want to be too different because yeah. you're not going to get any support from a record label these days. Nothing if you're different. Yeah. No. No. I mean, it's the dinosaurs that are making money now. Yeah. Sure. That is. have had a hing- you know, a single in the seventies and the eighties, which is fantastic. But there's nothing new and I've, I've haven't seen anything come up of late that I'm really impressed by. Oh, uh, look, I have maybe, um, but not not stuff that's got into the top forty. That's right. for yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, things do still happen that are pretty yeah. bloody impressive, but doesn't seem to get that kind of support from radio stations and no. And, you know, DJs don't curate their playlists anymore because they don't play what they love. So yeah. things have really changed. Yeah, well, she was definitely a, a leader in doing what she wanted with her career. Yeah. And on the podcast we did the other week about her, she was asked to be the support act for Fleetwood Mac and she said no. Really? Because she just didn't want to do a show without... The fucking hills and the water and shit, you know. She wanted the full <laughs> stage show. Yeah. And you have to cut it down when you're a support. Yeah. Usually you're mixed up way too low. Always. I hate that about. I do too. Yeah, when it you're really a support act me. and you're like, oh, can I have, can we make it sound bigger? Oh, no, no, the, the main act has to have that sound. Oh, God. Where the fuck is the sense in that? There is no sense in that. You know? No, that's that's. I, I remember right. it happening and I was like, mate. This is called the music industry. I'm the industry. Turn up the fucking volume. You're a fucking sound guy that's been told not to turn the volume up. Yep, they fucking don't even turn get it up. They don't even get a light show. No, that's the right. Time. They're just standing yeah. on the stage under a fluoro. I, t- I never got that half-ass bullshit. No, it's not. I'm, right. I'm just trying to think who it happened to where I really noticed it. Because they do like the Armadale Hotel and blow everyone's nut. This would have been in the <laughs> 90s. And then they were a support act for someone and then you went, right. I don't sound too good tonight. What's going on? And if you don't have that feeling on stage of the sound, as a performer it's a lot hard to, harder to push. Oh, it's really tricky to pull it off when you don't have a good yeah. stage sound. And when you know out the front everyone's staring at you and you're not under good lights and it's not very loud and they're waiting for the main act and they're not get, you're not getting the chance to blow no. them away like you should. No. The only time – I've seen this happen um, – and I think it must have been in the 90s, I went to see one of my favourite bands, which back then was Swerve Driver, an English um, band, and they were supporting an Australian band. They were supporting Powderfinger. 
Okay. And to me, Swerve Driver were a huge band. Right. And, and Powderfinger were just an Australian band that I've Hang on. heard of. Okay. So Swerve Driver from, were from London. They're from the UK and right. they, they came out and they supported Powderfinger. Powderfinger. At, um, I think it was at the Forum. Mm. And I was there for Swerve Driver. I didn't intend to stick around for Powderfinger. Not that I have anything particularly against them. It's just that's not what I bought the ticket for. Yeah, that's right. Swerve and Driver. you're very different because most people wouldn't even think that far. Yeah. Did you have a lot of people go with you or did you go on your own? Or oh, I can't remember who I was with that time. I think it was a few, maybe three or four of us who'd gone to see Swerve Driver pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were quiet. Oh. And then Powderfinger came on and it was massive. Fucking and I'm stupid. Like, that sucks. Yeah. Another one was I went to see Gary Newman. Oh. And I think now I could be making this up, but whoever it was, and I think it, this was the lineup, Severed Heads. Yep. Amazing Australian electronic band mm-hmm. in the 80s and mm-hmm. in the 90s. Mm hmm. Um, with Gary Newman and, again, same deal, mm. quiet, tiny, yeah. tiny little nothing. Never got it. For the support act and then all the bells and whistles for the for the main act. That's not fair. Especially in the years of the 70s, 80s and 90s where bands had to be great live anyway. Yeah. Why are you going to turn the volume down on them? Like do it now if they've come off a reality TV show. Oh, please. Yeah, fucking turn it down. <laughs> We're all just going to be having drinks, right? Yes. But I just never understood why record companies were so threatened by the perfect – like the, the artists because – and, and the reason we're talking about this is because Kate was asked to do Fleetwood and she said no yeah. and then the record company pulled her album and said, well, fuck you, if you're not going to do Fleetwood, we're not fucking putting your next three rec- records out. And the other thing we were talking about was that you got a five record or a four record deal, you could be a little bit left of centre and go, because you had the other three records and they couldn't get out of the contract. That's right. You can sing about you gaffer was, tape to your heart's exactly, content. Yes. Exactly. Oh, no, there's nothing like that now. In fact, most people are – it's just oh, – look, the way we listen to music these days, the way we consume it, one song at a time. We don't yeah. even buy albums anymore. No. So – Oh, well, a lot of people are starting to buy vinyl again, which is cool, but not as much as what there was. No. I mean, it is popular, but popular compared to what, 10 years ago? Of course it fucking is. No one brought vinyl. But in the day when we had brushes and we had all those different record shops, mm. that is all you went in for. Yes, and you could go in and listen to stuff. Yes. In a you booth could. with your headphones you on. You could. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was the late 80s. That was huge technology. Yeah, that was fantastic. I think I even went into HMV in Chapel Street, Paran, and I was right, I'm was i right into Nick Acosta, who's mm-hmm. um, Justin Stanley's wife from Noiseworks, mm-hmm. and she has every album is fucking incredible. So I go in and I – because I couldn't wait to get the album home. I knew I was going to buy it but I needed to hear it yeah. before I took it home to – get home quicker or something. I don't know what that was. <laughs> and um, I remember thinking, wow, technology, earphones yeah. and you can go one, two, three and look at the tracks really quickly, you know. Because yeah. there was no way I was going in to check the album. I always knew she'd put out great albums. But good old Kate, she has been huge this year and, and God bless her. I did hear her being interviewed 
the other day, a recent interview. Right. And all she does is potter around the garden now, which is every dream, isn't it, really? As she should. I think it's every musician's dream. To get to the point where they're just pottering around the garden. Yeah. (laughs) It fucking is. Yeah. I I know Kim Wilde does it. I know Kim potters around the garden. She had her own gardening show for a while. And it's just something in nature where you don't have any stress and you just potter around the garden. Which is great. Now we're going to look at. Oh, sorry. Keep no, going. no, it's good. Come on. What are we going to look? We're going to look at this one. Now we have to put. I, I just thought of this woman, really, as a woman instrumentalist. Here we go. <laughs> Okay, what year was this one? I don't know. It was 80 or 81. Right, the album was Big Science. Yes. Um, and the video clip stuck with me forever. <laughs> sure it wasn't the ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, she just looked so beautiful and, uh, you know, the, the shadow hand unique. movements and. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was just great. Yeah, no, so. She's only 75. Right. She's only my parents' age. Um, see, a lot of these artists were very young when they came out. So she um, was a, a keyboard player, you could say, or a producer. Yeah. What are the other album favourites of yours? Do you remember? I mean, it's a, an old album, honey. Um, no, I can't. It's one. Of, I'm really bad with track names. Walk the dog. Did you like Walk the Dog? I I just loved the album end to end. It was one of those ones I would put on and just listen to. And where were you living at the time? I actually didn't hear this for probably years after it was released. So at the time I was uh, played this, I would have been in the 90s. Yeah, this is 82. So I didn't hear it until, yeah, let's call it 10 years mm. after it had been released. And it was a boyfriend at the time who, who played it to me. Yeah. And um, I think I probably have played it at least once a month since Wow, really? Then. Yeah. It's one of those things I just put on when someone goes, oh, what do you want to listen to? Oh, well, yeah. Laurie Anderson. And without a doubt, everyone goes, oh, this is great. I love this. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah, because it's so different. It's so different and uh, and unforgettable. Unforgettable. Yeah. Like I had to listen to the album today. I listened to Walk the Dog and yeah. it has this dog going, ow, ow, ow. 
That's right, yeah. And then she talks about sniffing a tree and and <laughs> the tree's made of wood. Yeah. And you're fighting each two together. You know, it was like watching Wilfred the musical, you know, Wilfred yeah. on ABC when they had the, the, the dog. Did you yes. ever see that? Yeah, 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 I did. It was like watching that, the musical. Um, you know, you've got something on your shirt, you know, and it was amazing. Well, it's kind of slam poetry, isn't it? That's the right. The way she does things. Slam it in your face poetry. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> I love it. Now, I've got a pretty negative story with Laurie, not to do with her, but I had a neighbour that um, my ex-boyfriend would play this album as well. Mm-hmm. Ha, ha, ha. And she used to knock on the door and go, make it stop, I hate it. Make it stop. Like she'd freak uh, out over it. Right. And it was very triggering for her. And then six months down the track she started stealing my cat. And she was <laughs> stealing my fucking cat chicken and feeding it and not letting it in the house. It was this whole war thing. Is I this in a her. flat or in a flat? Two f- next door flat. Okay. Was my best friend. Something mm. happened. She didn't like me anymore. I probably said something stupid because it was true. And <laughs> then, yeah, it always is, you know. Yeah. Fucking hell. And then and played too much Laurie Anderson. No. Pushed her over I the edge. I used Laurie Anderson against right. her. Okay. And when the cat was in her unit locked in, yeah. I'd play it full bore. Ha. And she would open the door and let the cat out. It became a little bit of a protection mode for my cat. I would never have linked Laurie Anderson with cats. That's right. Or your cat specifically. Exactly. Well, every time I put it on to make me stop because it used to trigger her, which is horrible to think about now, but fuck, if you're going to steal my cat, bitch, (laughs) you know. And then she had a book in her flat called Pet Husbandry. Pet Husbandry. Do you know what that means? I, I do. What does it mean? It's looking after pets. Is it? It's not. Well, see, sinister. I read it because I'm so fucking stupid. I read it as pets that you're married to. So I thought, no. oh, she thinks she's married to my cat. Well, maybe she did, but no, that didn't <laughs> come from the book. Right. Okay. No, the book, so the I got, book was innocent. Oh, really? Well, yeah. I thought she wanted to marry my cat. So then I fucking. Went hard with the Laurie Anderson. I can hear meowing. Yeah, it's it's our cat. <laughs> um, he wouldn't go anywhere though. He's hopeless. He's just, you know, bring him over here. He wants to talk about it. Come here. We're just going to put Jazzy on the yeah, mic. Get him involved with the Come cat here. stories. Yeah. So Laurie Anderson. Oh, shit, sorry. I've started up the song. Say hello. <laughs> oh. Come on. No, Come he's on. not going to say hello now. Anyway, that's how I got my cat back <laughs> through Oh Superman. Well, it's such a surprising story, Sammy. It is a surprising I'm story. I'm really surprised that but we went there. Music is a area where you don't forget things and songs bring back memories. That's where true. Yeah. You go, oh, fuck, remember when I oh, stole my friend's bloody whatever and, you know, you just remember shit. Yeah, I remember songs that were playing in – Shops that I heard for the first time and what I bought that day and all kinds of really yeah yeah weird yeah stuff. it's a subconscious medium yeah absolutely yeah. so we have to talk about some more chicks some more girls now if we don't talk about these girls we wouldn't really be a great show 
I mean, people say we are, but <laughs> um, here we go. The Go-Go's. The Go-Go's. Did you ever get that video that I made? It had that song in the background. And I sent oh. you this video from Apollo Bay because I What was kind of video <laughs> did you make? <laughs> this is interesting. I know. I, you must I, have I gotten it. Uh, so I just happened to put this song on in the background. And the video was on the water's edge of a seal. Oh, and the seal was just sunbaking and flapping its little. Oh, maybe seal, I did get that video. Yes, I around. did. Yeah. Oh, did you make that? Yeah, how creative! <laughs> well, you I know. thought it was just a TikToker thing. No, that was me. Oh, Alex. that's cute. It was, it was Alex the seal. Alex the seal. Yeah. Alex Cecile, how many people will come? Like we we did this for a little while. This track, we should do it again. We should. Good track. I love the keyboard pads at the start, the beautiful just straightforward keyboard pad at the start. I love it. And I love singing Belinda Carlisle but I prefer the Go-Go's to Belinda Carlisle's original shit. Yes, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just think, oh, baby, shut the fuck up. I can't do it. (laughs) I can't do it, But I think she got got bigger, didn't she, post the Go-Go's? Yeah, but – Bigger, I think it was a they were bigger hits. The the Belinda, oh, look, yeah. I don't Diane think Diane Warren great. started writing for her, and oh, she's a bloody genius. Yeah, she is. We actually women. should do a show. Oh, on my Diane. god, yeah. Diane Warren is a woman that we should have talked about, definitely. And people would be blown away if they knew how many of their favorite songs, songs. were written by Diane yeah. Warren. Do you know that she's never fallen in love? Diane Warren. Diane does Warren. not surprise me. People that can fucking write about love usually are shit at it. Yep. She's written that many love songs and huge, yeah. well-known, heart-wrenching love songs and has never fallen in love. Did she do Be Your Shelter, Taylor Dane? Be Your Shelter. I'm pretty I'll be sure the one she did, yeah. Do the night, yeah. night. And yet yeah. she's been nobody's shelter. Fuck. Maybe Jeez. her own finger's shelter. Oh, God. Dear me. Yeah, look um, – the Go-Go's were more exciting for me. Yeah, All-girl band. Now, this is where we get into all-girl band territory. Um, cutie, cutie, um, the girls in it, Jane Wilden, I loved her all the time on rhythm guitar. Kathy Valentine on bass guitar. 
and Gina shock on drums. Mm-hmm. Belinda, of, of course, I've stopped. And um, Charlotte Caffey. I don't know the names off by heart, guys, but I do know that they were all girls. And it was different because this is really early 80s. This is, I'm sure it's 81. Wow. I mean, they were formed in 78. Yeah. And it was just a boppy track that was on a compilation album. But then you heard the other songs from it. You know what I mean? It's got such a great summery feel. It has. Always. Yeah. And and remember in the video they were coked off their tits in the <laughs> waterfall. Yeah, that's and that's right. what I thought you were going to say to me. I thought no. you were going to say to me, I made this thing no, on the beach this where I got video. coked off my tits and no. swam and splashed in the water and put this song and to it. I was like, that's camp. That's fucking yeah. awesome, right? No, yeah. dude, it was just a seal. Yeah, oh, wow. God, it wasn't me. Alex's seal. But it was Alex. I don't really – people still come up and sing it to me. Alex a seal. And I'm like, are you fucking <laughs> fucking right? Like how old is that joke now? Really? It's really old. It is. It is really old. But you just have to have something about you to be able to tell it now. That was cute. I miss that. But the Go-Go's, yeah, got to mention them. Look, they were an incredible part of history. And then as we said, I'm sure Jane Wilden had her own original album as well. Right. A couple of them did and they brought out their own tracks. Um. But not a fan of Belinda Carlisle. There's one mm. song I love of Belinda Carlisle, which is I Get Weak. I haven't heard it. Um, I Get Weak. And same with Cher. Cher. There's a few songs that I can't stand. I'm not a big Cher fan. No. no. Yeah, well, Diane Warren used to write for her as well. Yeah, yeah. She is another episode, absolutely. Because it was the very late 80s. Where she did it. it was sort of around 87 to 89 where she had her most success, I think, Diane. Right, yeah, yes. You know, like but she, I think all through the eighties, she was writing for really big. Yeah, we big might names. not have heard them. Mm. Yeah, because she was very contemporary, adult contemporary, but with 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 a twist. You know, there was something different about it. Yeah. She just wrote songs that women and men resonated with. Well, that's right, and she wrote in all kinds of different genres too, for depending on the artists that she was working with. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. So there you go. We've mentioned the go-go. So stop your fucking whinging. All right. Yeah. Next one is the next fucking girl band. If we don't mention <laughs> these bloody girls, we're going to get hate mail. Probably. Right? Not that I care about hate mail. I'd you love hate mail. It. You'd read it out. <laughs> <laughs> I really want hate mail. So bring it up. But anyway, guys, I've picked a song that we've never played on the show before by the Bangles.
but would he really though? He probably wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just checking this song hasn't been written by Diane Warren because that I went be. somewhere then. Did you? I kind of did. Back to the beach? Yeah. Where'd you go? I don't know. But it was so beautiful. I'd I'd sort of forgotten about it. Oh, And then I remembered that I loved it. This track? Yeah. Yeah, no, this track's very good. Yeah, I loved it. Look, I could have played Walk Like an Egyptian but I would want to kill myself. No, don't do that. that. Don't do that. But that was far better. Who the fuck wrote it? Was it The Bangles? Different I hope Light so. was the album, 1986. I wouldn't be surprised if that this shit happens to me where um, you go, yeah, written by, I reckon they would have written it. Even though Prince wrote Manic Monday, so it could be anyone, you know. You can't really find out information. Songwriter Jules Shear. Jules Shear. That might be, it might be a cover. If it she knew be. what she wants. Do you know it sounds very… Um, Similar. It sounds a lot like a, a 50s track. Yeah, it does. And it's got that 50s bop sort of sound about it. Yeah, look… Um, it's a cute voice, isn't it? I think it's Jules Shears, whoever they are, which is probably horrible to say. But it was a bit of a crossover track from that, you know. Yeah. A lot of people wrote for the Bengals as well, which was cute. But um, B-side were Angels Don't Fall in Love in the UK. Where they don't or do they? Angels Don't Fall in Love. They just don't. (laughs) I don't know. I'm an angel. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, look, don't know much about the track but I really like it. Yeah, I love it. How many albums did the Bengals end up popping out? Like Babies. Yes, three. Right. I don't know. I really don't know. Mm. I was a Go-Go's fan and then I f- sort of felt Susanna Hoffs was trying to do Belinda a bit. I was a little bit, yeah. how dare you touch huh. Belinda, you know. But love their version of... Um, oh, yeah. yeah. That, yes, I know what you're trying yeah, to do there. Yeah, great version of that <laughs> song. God. Simon and Garfunkel, um, was it? Something. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, we're all happening What's tonight. Happening? But, yeah, no, look, got to mention the bangles if she knew what she wants. Yeah, beautiful. Now, the next one is completely different but I think it's a necessity to mention this woman as well because people in America really love her and she was a, a singer-songwriter And was around for a long time before she cracked it big. Like she was around 30, I think. And this is one of the artists we'll be talking about in future Mm -hmm. where we talk about people that broke the industry at quite a later age, which I think is a really interesting look. Because in the 80s, I guess you had to be younger because social media wasn't around. So they had more control over that. Now you can be 60 and go viral doing a bloody spoon dance, you know, or whatever that well, is. you can but there's only so far it'll take you. But maybe you'll make a million dollars. Who oh, yeah, knows? You, you could. Yeah. You could. Don't but know. But you'll be forgotten pretty quickly as well. Yeah, well, but people love that. Cash. Yes, mm. that's right. You'll be able to have heaps of fish and chips. Here's uh, Bonnie Raitt for you guys. 
The Rewind 80s Mixtape Tour is coming to Brisbane, the stage show that performs all the greatest from the 80s. Wednesday, October 19, Princess Theatre Woolloongabba. Get your tickets before they go-go or check out rewind80sband.com. Right, yeah. Hey, it's a groover. Weird track. Weird track. Beautiful voice. Beautiful guitarist as well. Yes. So she was renowned for her guitar and vo- and a blues player. Yeah. Um, that was uh, a track that I hope is eighties because I don't know much about Bonnie, but I do remember remember the feeling of seeing Bonnie Raitt on sounds. Yeah. Thinking, oh, that blonde strip's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> in the red hair, you know what I mean? I'm I like, know, right? No, hmm. I can picture her as well. Yeah. I thought she was a lot more country than that in a way. Yeah, no. I think it's the name. No. Bonnie. Um, Bonnie. Yeah. Bonnie Raitt. Bonnie. But 72 years of age and huge in America. Yeah. And a real, you know, just a really good, like she was at the forefront of being a, a singer-songwriter and a, a guitarist, you know. Yeah, and still to this day, there's not that many women that do play guitar a lot. Yeah, that's right. Not you know, yeah. not really fronting a band as a guitarist yeah. like, like she did. The, the that's lo- quite I mean, something. I did think about that myself today, and I thought guitarist singers, and I thought Susie DeMarchi from the Baby Animals, yes. huge, yeah, huge. Um, but I mean, in saying that, I've only picked twenty. Yeah, and these are the ones that. I mean, resonate with me. Susie yeah. was more '90s for me. Like I was a bit into them in the '90s. I think that was. Yeah, 90s I don't. Oh, I, don't I don't think know. they were late '80s. I, I can't don't think remember. so either. And I just went, yeah, but she was definitely a, f- a front runner. Yeah. But Bonnie Raitt just had that red hair with the blonde tinge, and just. <laughs> Really sort of masculine but fucking nanny looking. Like, she was, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, like is me granny on TV. But she's not that old. No. Like she's – no, in saying that she's my parents' age but – But even at the time she didn't seem particularly youthful, That's right. Did she? That's right. Didn't have a youthful vibe about it. It was just a very unique look that she had and she just wore jeans and nice tops and stuff. <laughs> but 
just needs to be brought up, I think, the odd Bonnie Raitt because there was something about her and understanding there was a different style of music yeah. than the shit I was listening to as well. Yeah, that's true. And, look, people have mentioned Bonnie Raitt to me with a lot of admiration yeah. in the yeah. past and I've never really delved into Bonnie Raitt. No, no. I feel slightly guilty now that I no, think I should have. No, no. I've got girlfriends that fucking love her. Yeah. Lisa, my girlfriend, loves her and she'll sing all her songs and I'll just go, Ugh. Nah. No? I'm not going to go there. But totally get people that resonate with her. Yeah. And 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 not even that for what she's done with women in music. Perfect, you know. Our next little victim. <laughs> um, maybe we should run a commercial. Now, this is a really good commercial for a fucking chick show. I did pick out a ripper. Here we go. Pump and run. Let's do it. Twist and twirl. Look at you. Showing the world what you can do. Get in shape, girl. You love the feeling. Get in shape, girl. It's so Let's you adjust the weight of your workout. Twist and Twirl comes with four batons and sneaker pom-poms. Pump and run, twist and twirl. Both come with cassette socks and workout posters. Get in shape, girl. From Hasbro. Pump and run, twist what? and twirl. What? Okay, so this is for like 12-year-old girls. Okay. This is the 80s. Yeah. And it's weights. Yeah. And a hula hoop to get your waist down. Okay. And then you've got pom-poms on your shoes. I've looked right into Weighted it. Weighted pom-poms. Oh, no, just pom-poms because oh, okay. it's fucking easy to do. <laughs> I don't know. Bells okay. and whistles. Mm-hmm. And um, you do your aerobics and that gives you a poster and, and get in shape, girl. Like oh. we're already jamming it down, little girl's fucking necks. You got to be thin. You got to oh. be fucking fit. You gotta, It was the aerobics for girls. Oh, God, that's awful. Yeah, really, when you yeah. put it to me that way. yeah. Very um, – an American commercial. I don't think we had it in Australia because I would have gone and brought one. Would you? <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh, could you hula hoop? Can um, you? I get a little bit crazy sometimes and go into Target and try them yeah. in the shop. But I haven't brought one for a while. I oh. get about three goes and then that's it. But it's really good for your waistline apparently. Uh, apparently. Mm. I saw a friend of mine on Facebook, a dude – that I know. <laughs> yes. And he'd be in his mid-40s maybe, a bit older. Yeah. Hula hooping and his wife had taken this video of him hula hooping in the backyard. Yep. And it went on for ages. Wow. I reckon I didn't – I mean I got bored before yeah, I didn't even get to the end of it. But I reckon I got about three and a half minutes in to this middle-aged man Shit. hula hooping in his backyard. Wow. Oh and God. what was he wearing? Wow. Grass slippers or? No, he was wearing some kind of spandex outfit and a oh. wig. Oh. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. It was a lot to comprehend. What kind of a wig? Like a brown? It was actually It was actually like a blonde uh, 80s rock wig thing. It's all the rage, mate. I'm not sure. It was very early in the morning. I can't quite imagine. I think he works at a library also. Oh, so I'm not sure. Say no more. <laughs> I wanted what to be on? with you alone. <laughs> Talk about the weather. Can't hit on a librarian. Tears for fears mm. told me so. I wanted to be a librarian. Did you see that video, Head Over Heels, with the librarian and then the Jewish rabbi comes in and I think he <laughs> plays with all the library cards and they fly up in the air? Yes. And it's really great. 
as a kid, I wanted those cards to fly in the air and they never God, did. Yeah. When I went to school. No, they never do. No. The Dewey system's very organised. very, <laughs> very upset. I said to my mum, can I take in a hairdryer? Because I think they did do it with a hairdryer or something. Probably. And and then the cards. Yeah, gold air. very good on. video. Yeah. And she's got the glasses on and the bob haircut and there's always something not right about them. Librarians. Librarians. Yeah. It's nothing. <sighs> I just thought I, w- I, I would be the perfect librarian. When yeah. I was young, I was going to look librarian-y. No, you don't. Oh, no. I, yeah, oh, librarian I would have been good for you because you would not have had to speak to anyone. That's true. You wouldn't have had to um, and you can be rude because they always were rude. You can shush people. You can God, shush people. I love that. Shh. <laughs> Shh. Yeah. And, um, yeah, no, no, maybe you would have liked it for a year. And then yeah. you would have let loose. I did go to the library the other day. Oh, wow. At the Athenaeum, at oh. the theatre on the first floor, there's a library yeah. and, a, and a reading room up there. Right. And it's beautiful. Wow. And I was just wandering past and I thought, oh, I'll go into the library. And I probably talked the ears up these poor librarians. Did you? For about 40 minutes. Well, how was their reaction to you? Because oh, that would have been you. They were excited because yeah. no one had <laughs> No one had been in there for years. They're like, we're coming out with you. <laughs> and did you have to pay any money to – like is that still free or what uh, It's all free. Yeah, all free. They had some books for sale in there but nothing that I particularly wanted. But what do we talk about? We talked about oh, Margaret Atwood from – yeah, forever. Mm. Various Names rings a bell. Remind me who it is. Oh, The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, God. But we didn't talk about that book, just a bunch of other stuff. I've just been reading books like there's no tomorrow. Have you so. seen The Handmaid's Tale? I have, yeah. And I've I seen the seen original it. movie from the 80s as well. Yeah, right. Which was terrible. Right. And really sort of disappointing. Mm. But the series, the Hulu series, yeah, that was really good. Wow. Yeah, that is yeah. really good. But there's a second book as well, a follow-up. That came out a couple of years ago, mm. um, which is sort of wraps the whole thing up because apparently her fans were desperate to know what happened in the end and how it all fell apart. Wow. Anyway, that's my library story. Don't that's go That's great into that it. you go to the library. That's very 80s. <laughs> I wouldn't have time to scratch my ass and do that. I guess if I lived closer to the city, I used to do that stuff. I used to go to, um, there was a, a, a shop where you're talking about that used to sell witchy poo books and mm-hmm. astrology books and I used to go in there and spend hours and look at the thesaurus for astrology, that kind of stuff. That's when I used to go and it is peaceful. It's pretty good. Yeah, and you do get a little bit of a buzz from it. Sort of. But I, call it a buzz. I did do um, – I was a librarian at a – where was I a librarian? Engineering firm. So I was – Looking after all the Australian standards. I know it sounds very intelligent for me, but I had to supersede the Australian standards and, and basically bring in the new information and fill the Australian standards with the new information because it would change all the time. Wow. And the Australian standards is what standard it's something's got to be like concrete or, yeah. you know, this bridge has got to be built with four panels, not three. But last year it was three, now it's four. Oh, Six so it's very important yeah, work. Yeah, very important. Stick that <laughs> paper in that says four panels. Yes. And sign it and you've done your job. And I fucking hated it after oh, three God. months. Oh, God. Look, and it sounds tedious. Up. I never turned up. Well, you couldn't read it, could you? It's not like you could take a break and nah. slip out a 
standards. The only book thing I got out, I flirted with a few guys in the office. That was fun. Mm. It wasn't fun because I was in a relationship at the time, but um, <laughs> it was interesting how I just like to see the dynamics of the office world and yeah. went, no, not for me. No, Fuck it's not for shit. me either. I Ooh. gave it a go. Did you? Awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Not at all, sweetie. So um, that was our commercial about keeping fit when you're 13. <laughs> awesome. Rightio, oh, we've got God. new music. Oh, look, we're going to go on to our favourite now. Here we go. great band that was incredibly good yes yes they're very much like the tom tom club but a little bit you know what i mean percussively which would be alana we're talking about alana curry is alana curry i think it is it curry i always get her last name mixed up i always go and call her something else because she just doesn't look like a curry I don't think she is a curry. Yeah, it's Alana Curry. It is a curry. So she's a fucking Virgo. There you go. <laughs> Born 20th of September. I was just looking at her astrological chart because I find her very striking. Moon in Cancer, Mercury in Virgo. That I've got a Venus in Scorpio. Fuck, I've got that as well. Mars in Virgo. She must be my age. How old is she? She's got all this same. Um, no, she's not. She's born in 57. Wow. That's that fucking, couldn't be right. That's bullshit. That's utter shit. Uh, well, hang on a second. When did this Yeah, band... well, she'd be older than us. So, so maybe... she couldn't be 13 years older than us. Well, she could be. Maybe this band weren't the spring chickens we thought they were when they came no, out. No, because Tom Bailey's born in 1956. Oh, Lord. 
Fuck, I was going to say to you we might go to Twin Towns and see Tom Bailey. Except that we now we know he's in <laughs> a million. We might have to bring his fucking walking rack with us. You might break um, a hip. Yeah, no, no. look, still great. Yeah, but this was the thing. They were unique looking. Yes. And, okay, so we're watching them when we're 15. Yep. So she's 13 years older. Yeah. Still only just nearly 30. Yeah. Still young really. It is young. But we would have thought they were our sort of five years older. I thought they would have been in their early 20s at that point. And that's the first album, right? I think it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I loved King for a Day. Yeah, God, exactly. King for a Day was great. Yeah. I like Lies, Lies. Lies, 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 yeah. Oh, well, that would explain the um, maturity of the lyrics, I think, because it sounded like they'd been through a few people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the, the line that we just heard then, you'd rather spend time with other people, that's okay for you. Yeah. Like go fuck yourself. Okay, yeah, that's, that's not a 20-year-old, is No, it? you don't no. think like that at 20. You're like, play with me, Blue, like a puppy. Yeah. Come and play with me, come and play with me. Yeah. I don't care if you don't like me, you know what I mean? Yeah. This is a mature adult singing about a scenario where she wants to fuck around with whoever and he's like, well, that's okay for you. There's a strength in that. There is. Mm. Yeah, well, that's, that's – I'm really surprised. I almost feel like that's fucking wrong. But, oh. I mean, I didn't – I mean, I just sort I of – I guess not though. Like if you visualise them at the time, they were young but they weren't, you know, teenage young or uh, – yeah, they – I don't know. So they started in 1977. Okay. So, you know, you're looking at – but Tom Bailey was born in Yorkshire – in 1956, and I'm reading this straight off Wikipedia. And sometimes Wikipedia is up the shit. They get it fucking wrong. But yeah. I just haven't had time to sit there and look at a documentary about them. I don't think there's been one made. Yeah, there should be. There really should be. But they be. were partnered up. So I'm, I know that Alana and Tom lived in New Zealand for a long time. Yeah, you said that earlier. Yeah. I don't think they're married anymore though. Right. Have we said the name of the band yet? Yeah, the Thompson Twins. We haven't. No. The Thompson Twins. If you don't know the Thompson <laughs> Twins, go out and buy the records. Please do. They were, they were just brilliant. But I'm a little bit spun out about their ages. Yeah, me too. No wonder they got over it in a hurry. Well, they seemed to get in and out quickly, didn't they? Yeah, look, it was a good five or six years but mm. they had Hold Me Now. That was the big one. That Hold was the me big now, one. you know, and then – you never really heard the other stuff unless you went out to nightclubs. Yeah. Like I heard Lies, Lies, Lies in Sports Girl, believe it or not. Right. Or something like that. It was the one in Chapel Street where you went down underneath. Yeah. And there were two levels of fluoro yeah, fucking yeah. shirts, you know. <laughs> and fluoro bobby socks. And uh -huh. then this song had come on. And I remember going up to the counter going, who is this? Yeah. And I'd heard Hold Me Now. And I was kind of like, yeah, I could love and leave it. Hold yeah. Me Now. It's a bit soppy. And it, that didn't grab me. It was the yeah. other stuff that grabbed exactly. me. Exactly. Yeah. And then when this girl said to me, this is Lies, Lies, Lies by the Thompson Twins, I said, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> are you sure? Because uh, it's pretty fucking damn good, you yeah. know. Interesting. But, yeah, Tom Bailey is coming out to tour. I loved Alana. I loved her little makeup, her perm. Yeah. Or the – like it was like a quiff of – 
curls. It was high hair. High hair it and beautiful hair. scarves or hats. Yeah. Yes. And she just played percussion and she danced around and yep. had the little booties with the, with the maybe yep. leg warmers sometimes. And they were another band that just exuded joy when you watched them yes. play. Yes. It was really cute. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen them live. Yeah, me too. I think I I knew they did come to Australia, definitely. I'm sure they would have. Um, and I know Madonna played with them on Live Aid. They joined Madonna when she – because we right. hadn't seen Madonna play live really in this country. Yeah. I think the Virgin Tour was out but we never saw any footage of that because we had no, no social media. No, so right. Live Aid was the first real Madonna thing and she came out with the Thompson Twins with Love Makes the World Go Round but I, oh, okay. which I think they wrote with her. Okay. On the True Blue record. Yeah. And I'm like, why are the Thompson twins there? This is too much. <laughs> it was like they were chasing me, you know. Um, great band. Great band. And and loved a band that had three people called them the twins, you yep. know. There yep. was three of them. That confused me as a kid. Yeah, well, they, that I was I didn't the get thing. the irony. Yeah, no, but there was, a, there, was the, there was the twins as well. There was um, a lot of bands that had three-piece and called themselves a duo. And that's another episode as well. Could be. Bands that weren't really, you know, <laughs> trios. Um, so, yeah, beautiful. Those two were together. Now I'm just trying to think of the boy that, yeah, there we go. Live Aid in Philadelphia, they were joined on stage by Madonna. Yeah, or maybe wow. Madonna joined them, but I'm pretty sure it went both ways. I'll have to look at that ah. footage. That sounds, I'd love to see that. Yeah, well, they're all there. And uh, Madonna's really good because she's not polished. Yeah. And she comes out with this, I've said this before on the show, but fuck it, it's interesting, <laughs> um, short red bob, yeah. like brown red with this beautiful red lipstick and she's sort of very princey with the sort of paisley pants and the prince jacket and stuff. And it was a really good look for Madge and it wasn't slutty and she had huge tits that you could still make out they were huge, which was kind of sexy. She was always kind of sexy though. Yeah, yeah, no, she was. This is what she does. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But good old Thompson twins. We Mm -hmm. love them. I do. Sheffield, England. So they came from where our mates, the fucking bloody, what are they called? The fucking bloody what, Sammy? Um, The um, (laughs) Human League. The fucking bloody Human League. The fucking bloody Human League (laughs) came from Sheffield. 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 I'd like to go to Sheffield. I think that would be fun. Maybe I've been there. Oh. Did you watch Synth Britannia? No, I haven't. You've got to watch that. Yes. Tell yeah. us about that. Well, it, if you like Human League, if you like Gary Newman, oh, you know what? If you like 80s music, yeah. <laughs> you've got to watch Synth Because you Britannia. see the crowd and stuff and what they're wearing. They look incredible yeah. and it's real 80s looks. Yes. You That's know, the thing that pisses me off about some of these fucking 80s bands. <laughs> like, this is one for your movie. Yeah. They're dressing up. Like no one dressed up in the That's 80s. Right. Yep. And I did see, I think it was Andy Van and his wife Cassandra, I think her name is, they did a, a TikTok. Andy Van would be my age. Yeah. And they were doing this synth pop thing and she just had a black sailor hat on, yeah. a pair of red gloves, a denim jacket, red lipstick and a striped T-shirt. Yeah. And it was more 80s yep. than fucking your sequence and fucking bullshit that That's you wear. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I thought, yeah, they've got it right. And yeah. he just had a leather jacket on with a bit of uh, some glasses and it looked fucking awesome. Well, I don't think 
the, the 80s was over the top. Like there's no two ways. The hair was big. We know this. The earrings were pretty big as well. But for the most part, people didn't look like, well, dickheads. Christmas trees. <laughs> they did yeah, not. No. They didn't look like they've just no. gone to the sock shop at Chadston and got no. all those fluoro. Yeah, the fluoro thing is very misleading. Yes. The fluoro thing was big but it was only big for six months. Yeah. It didn't go for fucking ten years. It did not and not many people really jumped on board with the fluoro thing. No, no. We didn't have the money to it. It was really expensive. I don't think I even owned a pair of fluoro socks. I had a fluoro green shirt and I brought the fluoro green socks to match mm-hmm. and I wore the denim baggies, right? Yeah. But it was a sports girl thing. Yeah. I don't remember a rock star really wearing fluoro unless no. it was George Michael in fucking Wake Me Up or something. But they were lights, you know. That was a light thing. Yeah, like, that's it. You know, it was a, it was a thing. But um, yeah, no, everyone goes for the fluoro stuff and Maddie says that all the time. What the fuck's with the fluoro shit? Yeah, you know? don't get it. There was a tiny bit, I definitely agree, but you wore fluoro socks with a pair of white shoes or white stilettos, you know. Yeah, um, that's right. But you mixed and matched. So you might have had – like I remember Madonna having a shot of herself in a fluoro green jumper yeah. with some plastic – Earrings and and her hair on this like Alana like Alana Curry's hairstyle actually yeah. with this the the thing around you know the side of her head, and she was sitting on a box with a pair of black sort of leggings and the boots. It yeah, might have been them. I can I can see that yeah. in my head actually that yeah. shoot that, yes. that shoot was yeah, really yeah, good. She had a headband on That's and the right. curly hair down the exactly. Side. And she yep. was sitting on a box. Yeah, and there was another shot with an orange. Sort of red black jumper on that I thought was really cool. Yeah, she wore with a pair of black. A lot of it was black with sort of accessories that had tinges of that. Yeah, but look, for the most part, people looked quite punk in the eighties. Yeah, that's right. When you look back at it, and you look at all the different music genres from you know rock to funk and. Even, you know, later in the 80s with R&B and whatever, people really did look quite punk. Yeah. They yeah. really did. If you've looked at the Thompson Twins, you know, we're just talking about yeah, them. Yeah. There's some punk hairstyles going on in oh, there. Oh, yeah. High hair. There's, yeah, it was it was a lot yeah. tougher than the way we portray That's right. 80s and outfits It looked now. like you handmade stuff. And you More did. S- exactly. You did. It wasn't like you went out and brought a fucking, oh, shiny dress and wore it to the ball. We didn't wear that to the ball. No. I was in a pair of fucking electric blue leggings and my mum's fluffy top that I wore right. to it. You know what I mean? Or I buy an oversized T-shirt and cut the neck out of it. <laughs> or, or, yeah. or get some jeans and splash them with chlorine from, yeah. the, from the pool shed. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. it. We had to be creative. Yeah. So Joe Bailey was um, – Joe Leeway, sorry. Joe Bailey was a hairdresser. Yes. Joe Leeway uh, was <laughs> on congas and percussion as well. Yeah. He was funky too. He had the little dreads and he was yep. gorgeous looking. He was the roadie of the band. Really? Apparently. Huh. Fuck, I've never met a roadie that I'd put in a band but if it was Joe I'd put him in mine. Yep. You know what I mean? But, yeah, <laughs> um, we should really go and see Tom Bailey. I think this will – now. All right, we, we ha- will. We have to get to the stage where – look, I'm going to play this track and I talked to you about it at the show, start of the show. It kills two birds with one stone, two mm-hmm. birds, tweet, tweet, 
and uh, this isn't from the 80s. We fucking know that but it's a fucking great song and it also gives you the feel of how you felt on stage as a chick yeah. and your family looked at you and went, are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> are you sure you want to do this? And this was the track. Fucking hot. It's brilliant. And it's not just about that feeling that, you know, you might get as a performer on stage. I think that speaks to girls in general. In general. When yeah. you're young and you're just finding out about freedom and power. Yes. Yeah. You and might have got your first car or something. Yeah. Or even mm. just bought the first clothes that you'd. Parents didn't buy you yeah, something. That's right. That defines you as an individual. That's right. And oh God, it just reminds me because when I started music, like professionally, in it would have been eighty eight. Mm. When I say professionally, I got paid. I probably got paid way before that, but I got paid a wage every week. Your parents come and see you and mm-hmm. you start off in the shittest bands. You're never in <laughs> great bands when you first start. Yeah. But the clothes you're wearing is always fucking woo And because I hung out with Edward and hairdressers in Melbourne. Really way back then. Oh, yeah. Edward and I were friends oh, from 17. God. So he's fucking making shit for me, doing yeah. my hair, making me go out naked with gaffer tape over my nipples and vagina and sending me out and mum and dad are coming, you know. Oh, and it's like, hi, mum, and my mum would be like, um, is that what you're wearing? You know what I mean? And it was confronting yeah, because you've sent your baby girl out there <laughs> and she's quite comfortable going, hello, daddy, hello, mum, look what you gave birth to. She is. Exactly. I had 600Ks between my parents and me. Oh, oh. gee. Yeah, yeah, no, that I was didn't. liberating. No, I could never do that. Mm. I would like I would have to ring my parents every day. I'm insane. <laughs> Maddie goes, "Why the fuck?" And I'm like, "Well, because I do. You know, that's what I do." But I do remember this. It was Silver's Nightclub, and it was full of old cunts at Silver's. Like they were just about dead at the bar. They're fucking trying to pick up ten year old. They're just fucking horrific yeah. at Silver's. Yeah, but we got a gig there. You yeah. know. And uh, this was the same band I tried to talk into doing Wendy and Lisa and she went, oh, no, no. Actually, we might have in the end. Anyway, um, the feeling of liberation, you're on stage and nothing's going to hurt you because it is a dangerous space but it's a safe space because you you slowly start to work out that if you're not accessible to men, 
they don't want to pick you up. That's very true. You know what I mean? Like you might I've I've picked up guys at a gig and gone, all right, let's let's go home and they've gone, Oh no, no, no. Like, oh, it's all right. Mum's at church, I've got to go home and I'm like, <laughs> What? I'm just offering you and it was really tricky the dynamic of working out what was wrong with you. Well, it it's because it's an us and them mm. scenario. And not everybody's comfortable with changing that dynamic. No. And shifting it back to equality because it's it's in it's unequal for a reason. You're in a creative zone, you're there to entertain people. And it stays like that. Yeah, that's right. It stays exactly like that. There was that. a lot of talking for hours before anything happened with these people. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, yeah, here's a cigarette. Oh, God, I've never picked up anyone. For <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. No. no, I used to have to. I used to have to write them a letter because they'd see me on stage and go, oh, shit, she'd be f-. I had a Nat- Channel 7 news reader come down and watch my show at Revolver, this is going back years ago. It was like a trivia show that I did with Batesy and Fab. Yeah. And he fully said to Batesy, oh, Sammy, she's good to look at but you wouldn't fucking go there. Why what? wouldn't you go there? Why not? He was petrified. Oh, God. And he's still doing the news now and I'm just trying to think of his name. Oh, don't. Can't well, think of his name. No, probably good. Probably good Well, he had a girlfriend can't. there. He was, was, it was harmless but um, – I remember thinking, why? What's wrong with me? And it used to confuse the fuck out of me. Well, it's confusing but, you know, you've got power. Yeah. And that's a confronting thing to have. You've got a lot of power when they say, show us your tits. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Which we talked about in the last episode which was very, very funny. The Runaways. So the reason we're talking about The Runaways, have you seen the movie? Actually, I haven't yeah. seen the movie. Oh, what? Oh, sorry. Oh, we okay. Went, so, wow. I'm clearly going to have to go Very home good. and do some watching. Very good. Okay. Um, Maddie and I went and saw it in LA because the boys were over there and we went to see it the day it came out. Yeah. It wasn't out in Australia but it was out in LA. Fucking incredible. But what a story those girls went through with the abuse with the manager and the fucking kook that managed them. And, yeah. But. In saying that, what, you know, the more you are pushed into a corner as a woman in a band and people start telling you what to do, you come out fighting, mate. It's not like actors where there's, you know, because with a musician you're abused by the crowd. Yeah. And you were in the 80s. If yeah, you, yeah. If they didn't like you, they told you. Well, that's right. You're face to face with them. That's right. They go, fucking get off stage, you, f- you know, whatever. Yep. Um, in a movie scenario, there's only the cameraman and a few crew and they're not going to tell you to get off the movie because it's not how it works. And then on top of that, the between bands and, and gigs and fighting for money, like the amount of times <laughs> you were ripped off from fucking oh, venue God, owners, know. you know. It starts at the first show. It does. It, it does. does. Not anymore, mm. pricks. But, um, <laughs> yeah, look. Lita Ford, we've got to talk about Lita Ford. All Do you right. know much about Lita Baby? Well, I don't know heaps about Lita Ford. Me either. But um, definitely part of the band, The Runaways. Yeah, that's right. That's and she was a hottie. Sure. She was yes, a hottie. She, she sort of did the hair metal thing. Uh, and we're going to look at Joan Jett as well. But uh, Lita Ford, her music was, oh, shit, I hope I've put Lita down. doesn't matter if I didn't. <laughs> yes, I did. Let's Good. just play some later for go. We 
Then she you listen beer. to the, the music behind it. It's not that tough. It's a bit processed, isn't it? Yeah. It's it's um. Well, this is what used to happen, you know. Yeah. Where do you go from the Runaways? I don't know. And Even they, though the Runaways were fucking nowhere, you know what I mean? Like they were. Now we think of them as as history. Yeah. But you only really heard about the Runaways if you went and saw them. Yeah. I don't know what they were selling. Records. I think they would have been selling records. Right. I, I reckon they would have. And in a market like the States, which is so huge, yeah. you don't even have to be Yeah, that well, that's big. true. I, I have seen the movie, but I couldn't tell you what yeah, happens. To but be selling a lot of records, and I think they were. Yeah. So, and they had a reputation, you know, and it yeah. was a, a very specific and interesting and um, kind of band that they were in. So to, to move out of that would be very tricky. It would be. But she's this got is, the voice, like the voice yeah. is right on there. Yeah, the voice is fantastic. It's so cool. And then under the lyrics it, were a bit shit. Yeah, a bit shit. I even got a beer and a cigarette. <laughs> and told my friend to get you. But I understand that, how that happened. Yeah, I do. I can too. see exactly, I exactly how that happened. Spandex and fucking high heels. Yeah, that's it. It's very. Oh look, it's not heart. You know, heart have fucking. That's right. Heart in them, <laughs> but this was a little bit stripper. Yeah, and a bit hairband. A bit kitty. Yeah. You know, a bit like the commercial we played like before. A little bit. A little bit like a hula hoop. But in saying that, I'm I don't know if that was her biggest song. I, I don't know either. I know about Lita Ford. I I remember seeing her videos and the blonde hair and mm-hmm. she didn't look like the same girl in the in the runaways. But the next one we're gonna talk about is of course Joan Jett. Now Joan Jett we'd all know a lot more. Yeah. If you were a guitarist, you would know Lita Ford. And there's so many amazing guitarists that we haven't mentioned. Jennifer Batten okay. from Michael Jackson's band. Yeah, of course. Fucking monster. Yes. Do you know what she's doing now? What? She's in a Michael Jackson tribute show. Why? And I'm not joking. Why? I don't know how I found this out. That's, that's so strange. Why aren't people hiring her But, you know, I, for a joke I wrote, no, actually I did, I did say to the Michael Jackson tribute show, I would come and see you if Jennifer Batten was in the show <laughs> and he gave me a thumbs up. Oh. They're in America. Yes, okay. Never going to go. But she's in a Michael Jackson tribute show, right? Okay. Well, Jennifer I guess she Batten. knows the material. 
Yeah, <laughs> she does. I hope they play it in the same key. Oh. Um, even though that wouldn't worry her. Jennifer Batten, Lita Ford, God, other female guitarists. There's a shitload of them. Yeah. I had some others written <laughs> down but the next one, obviously Joan Jett. Now this track I'm going to play from Joan Jett, I love it, but it's been written by Gary Glitter which makes me feel a bit weird. It's a bit uncomfortable. But fuck it. But yeah. It's sung by Joan and it's it's one we haven't played on the show before and it's great. Here it is. That's a great track. With great track. Gary Glitter thing's just freaking me out yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, great fucking together. song. I think that's him at the front. Yes, that's like that exactly what's happening. Um, he'd want to touch anyone anywhere, mate. He certainly would. But, um, and he'd want to be touched oh, back as well, that. which is yeah, the awful that's bit. Right, oh. yeah. Isn't it interesting though because when you watch the Runaways movie, which you'll do probably this week. Yeah, I will. Um. It's interesting to know that she's been around so many fucking wankers and that she's Not just... Not surprising though, is it? Yeah, well, that's right. I know what you're saying. Mm. But you are scarred by these people. Yeah. And you either keep going or yeah. you fucking give up. That's right. You know. And, and a lot of people keep going but then they look back. And they want to kill someone. <laughs> they do. That's right. They do. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because they realise that there's been a, a massive problem and an inequity that's occurred. Yeah, and yeah, that's right. And it's really hard sometimes. I think. That's right. But music's a, a thing that you've got to live day by day with. Yeah. And not worry about what happened ten years ago. You just got to keep looking forward. Yeah, I think so too. And that's how to be. Resilient. I think if we all looked back at our career and went, fuck, I could have done that or yeah. I could have told that guy to fuck off, I could have told that chick to fuck off. Yeah. Like I've I've never really had any regrets anyway but there's been a couple of things where I've gone, I should have been harder on that person or, you know, because it's, it's a form of abuse. And with women, oh, I think we've worked hard and that kind of stuff was really washed in, you know, put away in the wash, you know. Yeah, it was. Um, especially with being heard 
uh, different song ideas and, and, and stuff that, you know, you run a band and this person thinks it's not a real job because, you know, <laughs> you're just fucking a chick yep. that wants to do music and I still get that vibe off people. And yeah, I do too, mm. even now. And uh, it still surprises me yeah. that people ask me what my real job is. Yeah, that's right. Which is crazy. Exactly. I had a neighbour yesterday. It's funny you say that. I used to teach her little girls how to sing and this was at a music school and um, everyone knew at the music school I was doing three or four gigs. I was doing a show. I was doing TV every third day. I was doing blah, blah, blah. And then um, she said to me, hi. And I went, hi. She goes, how are you going? And she goes, you're still at the music school? And I went, no, I haven't been there for years. And she goes, oh, my God, what are you doing now then? And I'm like, what, for 60 bucks a week? <laughs> Fucking nothing, right? It's like why would you assume I've given up music because I'm no longer a music teacher? Yeah, well, it, that's a very uh, – things are different here in Australia too. I think if, when you're in the States, if you tell someone you're a musician – they think you're amazing. They do. They get really they excited do. about it. They do. They do. And, and it was like the time I went to LA and I went dressed in a little tutu and a top and I just went dressed alternative, I guess. Like, you know, we were going to go to a golf bar or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, these guys were asking me, what do you do? And I'm like, oh. I didn't even want to tell them. It was like boring. I'm like, I'm a singer and they're like, oh, my God, fucking hell, look at you. You're the perfect package. And I'm like, fuck, I wish I lived in America. Probably would have got signed a lot fucking sooner. Yeah. You know? Well, there's some regrets. Oh, from me anyway. I I was in a band in the early 90s who moved to L.A. and I didn't go. Oh, shit. And I really should have. Yeah, but you didn't go because you had a family. Well, I didn't at that point. Oh, shit. I just didn't go because I don't know. I just had stuff and it wasn't right. Yeah. Um, But, it, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, look, hey, there's still time. Who oh knows? God! Yeah, I've got never. time. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. No, no, no. I mean, it's also divine timing. If you didn't go, you didn't go. Yeah. Whatever happens, you know. That's right. I mean, who knows what's in store? And as long as you're healthy and you're fit and you're alive, yeah, and you're still doing it, you're putting something out into the world, you know. But that's the eighties montage. That's part two of our oh, women in on instruments. Yeah, and that was great to explore um, women. Sort of more behind the scenes, even yeah. though they're on stage, yeah. they're not necessarily the women with the mics in their hands. Yeah, and coming from a perspective where we are younger and looking at these women, well, I mean, some of them we're not, yeah. looking <laughs> at these women going, I want to do that as a career because yeah. I've seen Joan Jett on, on TV or yeah. Kate Serrano was definitely one of my fucking I've got to be like Kate. Yeah. Like everything about that woman just was just, I mean, Jane Childs, the same thing. And the thing is they were all very different individually as well, which you subconsciously took on bits and pieces of them and then became your own thing. Well, I just think um, during that time seeing so many women just popping up in bands, Mm. which you do not see as much now. No, you don't. I've said that before, but you really don't. But back then it just normalised it for me. Yeah. Yeah. That it oh that's that's fine. I'll just, you know, I, that's a job I can pick. Yeah, that's Not right. Not that I got to pick it. It just 
it just happens to yeah, you, it, doesn't it? Of course. Oh, yeah, it's, you're resilient, you do it. Yeah. You, you starve, you, you win and then you, you lose, you do, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I think women in general are a lot more – I think we work a little bit harder because we're bringing cho- – well, I didn't personally but you've brought up children as well. Yeah. And like you said, you had the kids in the guitar case backstage <laughs> yes, and you did gigs. Absolutely. You know, yeah. it's not that fucking hard. And it's, I think – it's great for them too. I ring a guy and I say, can you do a fill-in? And they'll go, oh, my baby's birthday. And I'm like, Mm. can't you just work and not, you know what I mean? Like the kids won. Yeah, but we, you know, I think right from the start when you're you're a woman and you're in music, you're constantly trying to figure out your way around all the little problems that crop up. Yeah, that's right. And they just keep cropping up. So they get really good at solving them. Yeah, that's right. You did do. And when it's easy and then problems crop up, say you're a dude in the industry and it is easier, problems come along and they're huge. They're like, oh, my God, I yeah. can't do anything. I've got a problem today. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And it's all over. That's right. Absolutely. Very different. Anyway, that is our show, guys. We love you lots. We are the 80s Montage. You can find anything about the 80s Montage on the80smontage.com. We have our Patreon on there. Chuck us some money. Go on like your undies. Just do it. Chuck us some money. It would be really cool. I know everyone's in a tough situation now but please don't let the media turn this shit around on the fact that we're going to be poor and desecrate and got no money to go out and see gigs. That's bullshit, guys. We've been fucking like this for three years. What is the fucking difference? There's go no out. difference. Exactly. I don't give a fuck. Go out and see a band. Go out and see a chick in a band. Go Now's out and the time. Absolutely. <laughs> Get the music industry up and running. Do not worry about what fucking Channel 10 News says and how we're going to be in fucking, what's it called? Receivership? What's it called? Recession. Recession. And that fuck, fucking word. Fuck the price of broccoli, honestly. <laughs> I actually grow broccoli not, at the do moment. Do not worry. Yeah, me too. It's great. <laughs> I've actually, I'm actually growing. See, we're already that yeah. musician that turns into we're a gardener. Right. We've got this. Oh, uh, yeah. We've got it. Um, not the real broccoli though. I'm, I'm doing the broccolini. Are you? A lot I easier to. Yeah, do, I see. I do too. Mm. Cut it up and put it in your pasta sauce. Definitely. Very beautiful. Yeah. So go out and see a gig, guys. You're not desecrate. You've got money. Fucking shut up. Don't listen to the media. We've had none for two years. We've sat on our ass. So go out and see a gig. I'm starting to feel like the world's going back into that old. Oh, we better stay home and save our pennies. No. Fucking spend your money, right? We'll be in lockdown before you know it, you know? Yeah, it's more fun than going to buy a pair of jeans. Absolutely. So much better. Yeah, so you can Patreon us on the80smontage.com, patreon.com forward slash the80smontage podcast. But everything is on the80smontage.com. We are on 20 different platforms. iTunes is our big one. Give us a fucking rating. Give us a... I hate these girls. I love them. Don't say I hate it. We know you don't. We well, know. if you want to say you hate it, just yeah. send some hate mail. Yeah, fuck, I'd love Please. that. That's so 80s. Um, <laughs> Spotify, we're on Spotify. We're on anything, anything. And come out and see a live show. Uh, Dallas and I will both be there at Bunjil. You know what? I don't think we've done Bunjil yet. That's No, we haven't because this show, the first show will come out this week. So Bunjil is next week and it has... It's at 7.30, doors open and you can still buy tickets on rewind80smixtape.com.au 
and they're only 50 bucks, guys. So go and see, sit down and, you know, COVID safe environment if you're all worried and, and come and see a show and it's really, really funny show as well. But thank you so much for being here for the last two shows. Have you had a good time? I've had a great time. <laughs> Bad luck if you haven't. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, no, it's good to talk about apart from this drink. Yeah, right. Oh. Not into Malibu and lemonade. It's all right. Yeah. I'm just drinking anything. <laughs> At the bottom of it it's been. I just get excited to let loose. But anyway, we love you guys. We're the 80s Montage and if it's music mateys or cool shit from the 80s, we're going to talk about it. Unreal. Unreal.